From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. I want to definitely point this out, how anti-rape this show is, because a lot of people don't get that. And, and like, you know, as we discuss these crimes, there is sort of an irreverence. And uh, we are, as I've said before, personally, I can't speak for you, but personally me, and I'm Pat Dixon, I, I've never had non-consensual sex. I, I insist on consent. I insist on it right. that you consent. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, but I'm going to need that consent. Uh, look, there have never been two reporters, uh, independent or otherwise, journalists who are more against rape than you and myself. Yep. And we will continue to crusade against rape. We will continue to support the Me Too movement. We will continue yep. to support women coming forward. Because if you don't come forward, we've got nothing to talk about. That's true. And that would be a sad world. That would be that would that's a world that, that I don't want to live in. No, no, no. You know, no, no. children are so vulnerable and I think that that's really at the heart of our first story, which is a sad, sad story of a karate instructor accused of molesting two young girls in the bathroom of his Bronx Boogie D marital arts studio. Marital oh, arts. Oh, I'm sorry, martial <laughs> arts. <laughs> uh, he, he, uh, they say he may have sexually assaulted additional students who have not yet come forward. It's really a scary experience to come forward, and for a child, I can't even imagine how much more frightening, because you think, this is going to hurt my karate career. You know, is this going to end my karate career? Right, like what dojo is going to take me on now? Yes. What sensei in his right mind, once I've accused, you right. know, one of the premier Boogie D uh, karate instructors. Police arrested 37-year-old Anthony Gonzalez after a six-year-old student at the USA Martial Arts Fitness Academy in Morrisania told her mother, you know what he did? Gonzalez led her into a studio bathroom pulled down her karate uniform, gi, and touched her genitals. Pulled down her gi and touched her wee-wee. Wow. This is a tragic event in anybody's life to be accused of such a thing, and I, I hope that he's okay. Uh, it says an ongoing uh, or an ensuing investigation revealed the martial arts teacher had molested another student several times, and that was between November and June, from November 16 to June 2017, uh, so that was sort of an ongoing, uh, what you, what you would call a, uh, uh, let's see what, a violationship, uh, yeah. between him and, and her. Of course, now her being a student, um, what well, just says a student it doesn't say, it doesn't say her. So I don't know that that was a girl, but it was a child. The child was, it began when the child was five. So a child molesting karate instructor, I cannot think of a more, uh, just an odious figure, you know. Um, kind of. Because a karate instructor is, generally speaking, a bit of a weirdo. Yeah. He's, he's a guy who you don't fully trust uh, in a way, but you do because you leave your kids with him. But but if you thought about it, you would be like, oh, I don't really... It's something about, about Dawson that is a little... Well, off, starting with his name Dawson. Why, you know, I mean, I don't like What that. is it about um, karate instructors that you find... Um, creepy to usually begin with. their hair a lot of times is going yeah. to be they'll be like sort of losing their hair on top but it's right. all still party in the back so yeah. they've got kind of like uh that and a lot of times they'll have like uh you know like a chin beard okay which is all you know you always everybody mistrusts a chin beard whether they admit it or not sure uh it's also a guy who first of all has made a career out of karate <laughs> <laughs> you right. know uh, that's something that's outside the norm and anybody outside the norm you uh, have a certain distrust for, I believe. And, and, and when I say outside the norm, that's outside of two norms. No, but most people are not into karate at all. Right. So it's not like he made a career out of, like, we all do math, and, he, you know, like, if you be, if, say you become a mathematician, you go, oh, a mathematician, he's just really good at this thing that we all kind of do. Yeah. But, like, a, a, you know, this is a guy who does something that's little done, and he's making a fucking living. It's like being a didgeridoo instructor or something. Okay. You know, it's like, this guy is clearly comfortable with uh, breaking the boundaries that we've set. Yeah, but people are into karate. I don't know anybody who's into didgeridoo. Well, that's because you don't hang out with enough fucking dumbasses. Well, didgeridoo. I, didgeridoo's barely an instrument. Have you ever studied the martial arts? I have. 
I've studied them. I've studied them. I've studied them and I've participated in them. I was a I was a blue belt. Were you? I was a high blue belt. In, it was low in, blue and a high blue. In what? Um, in what? Ishan Ru. What is that? Was it Ishan Ru? Maybe that was the one we made fun of. Uh, in what discipline? Yeah, yeah what discipline? <laughs> Tiger style. Is this karate or rabbit judo? Style. Or? It was karate. It was, uh, now we focused on less on the self-defense aspect, more on the purity of the form and stuff great. like that. We would do a lot of kata. Okay. We did kion kata ichi, oh, kion kata ni. When my kids were little, they had these two friends, these friends, the brother and sister, who were, you know, whatever, they were like eight and five or I eight had no six. idea you're... Kids were molested. This is terrible. No, no, no. I didn't say oh, that. Oh, no. Okay. So these kids did Taekwondo like all the time, like oh. five days a week. And then they would go around the, the Northeast to various competitions. Now, the the girl was like this wispy little girl. And then soon she was a black belt. And I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? Because I don't think she could beat me up. No. I don't think she could like, I mean, I guess I saw what like. I think I see what you're saying here she about could the break story. A board. Because you're saying if this kid was trained properly, she would have fought off this guy when he was trying to attack her genitals. He would, she would have just <laughs> roundhouse and he'd be out. So clearly they no, were not learning much. No, because this girl may not have been a black belt. What I'm saying is what is it that they're learning? You know that she's a black belt and she's like a wispy little girl? Yeah. I mean, yeah. she couldn't. I mean, what does it mean that she's a black belt? Well, it means that. This karate instructor has <laughs> molested her. her. <laughs> She's one of his favorites. Right. She had a black belt in being groped. I see. I don't know. No, really, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good point because Elvis, you know, uh, it, I figure with him, it's just like, oh, she'll be getting that black belt now. And they're like, you're a black belt. Yeah. One time uh, when I was working at a day camp, they had karate instructors come in every now and then. One of them claimed to have instructed Elvis. And he was just like short, fat, rotund little dude. But I mean, he did. He was like, here, let me show you something. And he took like a pen. Like he very quickly like did subdued something. You. Subdued. Like I wasn't trying. He just like took my hand and like. Bent. Raped you. He raped he was, you. He raped me in front of everybody. <laughs> that's, that's the art of, and of then this, martial arts. You're right. They are a little creepy. Then this other karate instructor. Now, this was a bunch of six-year-olds. And I was like the day camp counselor. And he passed out this sheet. So you were molesting people. And it said, like, no smoking in the dojo. Like, that was one of the key rules. <laughs> smoking? Is this, has this been a problem in the past? People walk into the dojo, go, time for a smoke. With all these, like, five-year-olds, it just seemed kind of like... <laughs> That's hilarious, no smoking in the dojo. As if to say, kids, take it outside. You can't smoke that in here. <laughs> I guess. How old were you when you did karate? Oh, uh, this was about three four years ago. Oh, oh, and then you were I was a kid. I was like, I don't know, 13. It was one of those like crossroads of life, forks in the road. I've smoked cigarettes at this point, and I'm also like exercising, doing karate. So you're trying to figure out which kind of guy am I going to be, a karate guy or a cigarette guy? And I went with cigarette guy. And I don't regret it. I mean, like, look at the way these karate people turn out. You know, Anthony Gonzalez, 37 years old. Now he's charged with, I've never heard it phrased this way, a course of sexual conduct against a child. Is that like a course of antibiotics? Sort of a teaching plan or something. Charged with a course of sexual conduct against a child, sexual abuse, forcible touching, and endangering the welfare of a child. He's also promoting the welfare of a child. If you think about it, if they're able to fight off a future molester, what if I attack you like this? What would you do? Oh, right. Maybe maybe he was just, it was an extended lesson, you know. But he went to uh, jail and was, uh, oh, by the way, let me just uh, get the before I, his his bail was five hundred thousand. Uh, no, excuse me, three hundred fifty thousand dollars bail. That's reasonable for a child molester, I think, um, or, or a, a, you know, an accused child molester. We don't know. This is an accusation. So far, it's two accusations that are very credible. <laughs> they come from children, right? Uh, now, as I said about their appearance, though, uh, here's his description, which I I don't really know why the description is in here since he's under arrest and has been arrested and has already the bail and stuff but it says he's described as 5 foot 10 175 pounds with brown eyes and black hair worn in a ponytail huh that ponytail is is kind of a big part of it i think that's that's, that's the tell that's that's the tell yeah, exactly that your that your karate instructor is a child molester uh, i don't know any other way to say it if you have 
uh, a karate instructor in your life and he has a ponytail, you should uh, definitely just report him for child molesting. Uh, avoid the rush. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't wait for evidence. Don't wait for him to actually molest your child. Right. Just report him. Just report him and... Back away. I, th- I think that the kids will thank you. And I think that... Uh, I think President I Donald J. You. Trump and will we will thank you. you. We, you're making America great again. And off-duty, a new... And a, now, I, I'm not trying to bum everybody out. I'm not trying to bum you out personally, Seth. I'm not trying to bum myself out. And I'm not trying to bum out, uh, you know, my listeners overseas. Uh, who I, I, And I want to say hello to everybody in Australia. Because you're in the Southern Hemisphere. We're in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. The Northern Hemisphere we're all agreed, is way better than the Southern Hemisphere. That's where all the people are. More people, a lot more people. So many more people. And and now you have an interesting thing down there, and I'm not knocking it. It isn't as good as what we're doing. It's fine. I mean, I'm, I support the Australians. Whenever anybody says, hey, you know what, Australians, kind of a bunch of dick smokers, I'm fucking, hey, <coughs> not all of them are. No, you no, know? some no, of them are I, I, I stick up for them. And, uh, you know that 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 was that sort of an example thing that they might say. That's not. Uh, I didn't mean that as a stereotype. To but to, look, you're in the southern hemisphere. We're in the northern hemisphere. Let's keep it straight. And I'm very happy to have you listening. And share with a friend, by the way, if you're down in Australia, because I want, I want to visit Australia. Or I want so, to visit or South there. Africa. Mostly, I, I want to visit Australia, and I want to uh, when I'm there now. And I've made this offer in the past, and. I don't think we were really able to get the support that we needed for this idea, but uh, I said my wife, news for Mandy Stadmiller, she wasn't my wife at the time, but uh, she was just news for Mandy Stadmiller at the time. Now, I said if we come to Australia, she will commit to a five-round boxing match with a kangaroo. No should. And she will defeat any kangaroo that you put in front of her. Any kangaroo. How do you know? I mean, I think oh, I don't know. I mean, she might get killed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's, I, I feel pretty confident, you know. I, mean, I don't know, but I mean, like, she's never fought a kangaroo. I, to my knowledge, she's never been in a physical fight with anyone. So you have but to, she's pretty big. Yeah. She's 6'2 and strong. Is she really 6'2? Dude, trust me. <laughs> she's 6'2. Women will never, she's probably 6'3 if she's Come saying on. she's 6'2. If she, women don't round up on their fucking height. Sometimes they do if they're really not tall. In, not in this case. Okay. Not in this case. I've stood next to her flat-footed. I'm six feet tall, and she towers oh, so, over me okay. Okay. like a fucking gigantic ape. Like Jeez. an ape. She is an ape-like woman. Uh, but you know what? I always wanted that. And when I'm feeble in my old age, she will be able to carry me to the top. Does she outweigh you? Oh, my God. Seth, that's such an impertinent question. By about thirty pounds, <laughs> she has hey, height equals weight. Now, what are you going to ask him about the size of her pussy? Now, no, it's no, no, huge. no, no. It but, is just a gigantic hole, and I have an average size penis. Don't make it about my dick, anybody out no, there. No, if you're no. if you're trying to add this up and go like, oh, he thinks she's got a huge hole, it doesn't correspond with height. You have a small dick. I have a dick that has satisfied so many women. Yeah, in terms of flavor, in terms of you know, not giving them an, an STD, and in terms of just making them... A lot of guys, too, Moan right? and groan, and several, several <laughs> men, young men, <laughs> and old alike. There's been a couple... If you if you did an average, it would be about a normal age, though. Yeah. So, the point is, we will come to Australia. Seth and I, uh, for a... I mean, and money, it's not about the money. It's not about the money. I mean... Throw me ten grand, whatever. You know what I mean. I'm not talking about money here. Yeah, yeah, just like just a, just, a, just a trifling to crumbs. That's ten crumbs. That's yeah. roughly ten crumbs. Throw us a few crumbs and a ticket, airline and, tickets, and the, and a ticket, and of course like, and, and something in first a, class or first class or, or economy comfort. Yeah, or better. Yeah. <laughs> or and uh, a hotel is. I mean, I, that's. I don't want to be staying in your fucking place. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to stay no. in your home. I'm not going to. Because I feel like an imposition, and it's it's worth it for both of us if you just go ahead and 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 say put us in a Marriott or a, I mean a, a, I would settle for a Marriott. It's not my, but you know, something of that nature, so yeah. preferably something, you know, with Australian flavor. You know, with the, the, yeah. that is like a one of a five stars is not re- required absolutely, but uh, 
look, I mean, you want me to be happy. I want you to be happy. I want to bring something. To- well, now, I'm not do- going to do any show. Of course, this is all separate from the shows. This is just to get there. Now, to do a show, now we, now we would have to talk about money, you know. Yeah. But just to come to Australia and be in it, I, like I said, 10 grand a piece, a couple of crumbs. And a, yeah. and a, f- a couple of first class tickets and um, uh, some accommodations. Stay. Some yeah. accommodations. Now, I, that's all to say I don't want to bum everybody out. But an off-duty FDNY EMT is accused of raping a ten-year-old girl during a house party in Queens. Twenty-five-year-old hmm. Franz Petion allegedly went into the sleeping girl's room and locked the door before getting into her bed. The girl told police she woke up to Petion. Or Pishan, depending on your pronunciation. How do you spell it? P-E-T-I-O-N. Okay. So that would either be Petion or Pishan, right? I think it would be Petion, yeah. She said she woke up to Petion violating her in her attic bedroom. See, an attic bedroom for a 10-year-old girl is already a scary place. Yeah. Now you throw a rapist in the mix. You're really, uh, you're like in the realm of like gothic young adult novels. Yeah, you're t- <laughs> The criminal complaint says the child fucker grabbed the fucking neck of the panicked child, clapped his hand over her mouth, and threatened her, threatened to hit her if she didn't stop yelling. Well, how is this going to turn out well for anybody? You mean that she's reported this? Well, but like, if you're going to like go rape some kid at a house party, at a house, like, how do you expect not to get caught? Do you well, figure, well, maybe I'll just tell her not to tell anybody, mm, or maybe yelling. she just won't tell anybody, or maybe, maybe I'll, she'll be into it if I maybe do it, yeah. I'll kill her. Maybe I'll kill her, but it's not going to go. Well. That's not that's not a good result. No, because now you have that on your conscience. I do you think people like this just don't think through. Do they just are they just too impulsive? Oh, I see. Maybe he didn't. This wasn't a planned thing. He just like sort of. Uh, or even if it is a planned thing, they don't really consider the. Oh, they only think it through to that good sex that they're going to have with a ten-year-old. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Something like that. Yeah, they don't think it through to the eventual possible outcomes. I, you know, I maybe you're making a defense for this guy saying no, no, he, no. I'm not. I'm he not. Could not have possibly done this because it would be so. Crazily mm-hmm. rash and, and oh well that would be actually maybe that would be his defense like yeah I had uh, any fucking mind? oh sure so you're saying here's what the prosecutors say my client went to a party and while he was there he thought I'm gonna rape that little girl upstairs fact who the fuck would do that who that's f- insane yeah that's that's so crazy now he's an, he, he has so much to lose this man has a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the fire department. Okay, so he drives he's, he, an he, ambulance. Yes. Saving lives on a daily basis. People are alive today, possibly some of you in this courtroom, due to his efforts or the efforts of people like him. Right. And would he do that? So you're saying EMTs are all child molesters. Is that why you... Oh, nice. Is the, yeah. These people are working for you. They, Who here has not had a grandmother who's been to the hospital? You must acquit based on that alone. So, it's a good point. You know, Louis C.K., I mean, it was a comedy routine, but he kind of had a good point when he said... Um, it must be really good. I mean... Molesting kids. <laughs> I mean, given what the consequences are, Yeah, I mean, for them, it must be really great. In light of, you know, how unpopular uh, his activities were uh, that he did at that festival, then I think a lot of people will... You would think, look at that bit, like, with even, even more sort of, like... Hmm. Right. Uh, Wow, masturbating in front of a woman into a potted plant. He must be a child molester. It it must be really great. Now, that's Weinstein. He didn't jack off into a potted plant. That was Weinstein. Weinstein jacked Jacked off into a a potted plant, yeah. No, I thought Louis C.K. did. No, Louis C.K. masturbated in front of two women in a hotel. Supposedly got completely nude and just, like, fucking just whacked off. But there was no... The potted plant was at a restaurant, Harvey Weinstein, and uh, I forget who it was, but it wasn't a famous person. It was just some... uh, he jerked off into a potted plant in a restaurant? Yeah, in, in, in like a sort of a hidden part of a, a restaurant. Oh. You know? Not like the fern hanging from the fucking bar or something. Yeah. You know? But yeah, that was Weinstein. But oh. uh, yeah, I, yeah, but like you go, well, that's the same as molesting a kid, molesting a plant. You blow a load on a plant, you know? I mean, like that's plant rape. I don't care how much protein is going to help that fucking plant. Um, now, moments later, this is where it gets exciting. A family friend heard a man's voice from behind the girl's door. 
So ironic, isn't it? He's telling her to stop yelling, and yet it was his voice that attracted attention to what he was doing. The friend broke down the door, and what he saw was an unhappy thing. The partially clothed girl was crying as she tugged at the sheets to cover her partial nudity, and the EMT next to her on the bed. Was he trying to revive her? He must have been giving her CPR. He could have been doing mouth-to-mouth. Right. He could have been doing mouth-to-pussy. He could have Pat. been doing mouth to Pat. ass. He Pat. Look, that's not Pat. I'm talking about medicine. Pat. <laughs> what? It does veer into a no, realm. You're right. Doesn't it? It veers into an ugly realm. We don't know exactly what they were doing, what he was doing, what she called him in there to do, or what she attracted him in there to do, what she enticed him to do, or what he Shit. just took it upon himself to do. We don't. I mean, can you honestly say you know? Were we there? We don't was, know. What was happening? No, I don't. We don't know what was happening. But we do know this. That man had no business in her bedroom. That, he had no business locking the door. That man had no business even speaking to that 10-year-old girl. And he might have had no business at that house party. Yeah, to begin was he with. even invited? I, he probably was a crasher and just said, hey, I heard some music. I came over and thought I'd molest your kid. How about that? How about that, Mr. Pettyon? Mr. Pettyon. Franz Pedion, would you like to see a photograph of this guy? I would. Because this guy's photograph will, you'll see what we're dealing with here. There he is. Holy what shit. What we're looking at is a, a gentleman about, he's obviously 25 years old, I believe was his age, and he's uh, making a muscle. He's like super buff. He's he, cut. He's also like very like good looking. I mean, yeah, I mean, like he's a, he's objectively uh, handsome by society standards. Oh, easy! Yeah, you just turn over the furniture over him. <laughs> he's no. got his hat backwards. He's looking confidently into the camera. He looks a little effeminate, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, but he does not look. You, you don't look at this guy and go child molester. You know, you look eh. at the, you look at that guy and go, hey, he has a mixtape. Right. He, he has a. Yeah, he's, he's see, like an earring in his nose. He has a, he has a nose ring in his ear too, which is also very. See, that shows he's bending the standards. Yeah. It's a cross in his nose. Oh wait, <laughs> that's the cursor. I thought oh, that was. Oh. I honestly thought that was a nose ring. That's just the cursor. Look at his eyebrows. Now that right there is something that is a dead giveaway too. You see his eyebrows? How perfectly, perfectly sculpted. Yeah. Yes, they've been shaped, Very, like threaded or something. He, yeah, I mean, I would think that that and would really be that more looks like, like a, he a, might have that permanent eyeliner too. Yeah, you know? see how it's. Well, like. doesn't that seem more gay than pedo? Well, sometimes. Sometimes there's is there really a difference? Is there really a difference? Gay and pedo? Is there really? Is there really? Is there a difference between homosexual and child fucker? You tell me what it is. According to my daughter, we, no, no. <laughs> And that's where I go to settle all these questions. Yes. And if you have a question that you would like settled once and for all, especially in your relationship, Seth and I are relationship counselors. And oh, we yeah. will help you with your relationship. Now, I've made this offer many times to we don't get a offer lot of, an interpretation uh, of, you know, things. And, and, and people like, you know, I didn't really get, I got some, but not a great deal. And we devoted like basically a whole episode to this guy's question, yeah. you know, about his, uh, to interpret you know, things that his girlfriend had said. I don't know that he loved our answer. I don't, I haven't heard from him since. I I think that he was generally unhappy with it. What, what was the problem? Remember the guy had a, had a neighbor who came over while oh, he was right, sick. Oh, right, right, right. He was sick and the neighbor came over and was like, Drinking with his wife. Food. Yes. Help getting into his refrigerator. And again. he was like. Making himself at home. Yeah. And the wife. The wife Socially was, cocking him a little bit. Oh, she was helping him. It sounded to me like there was not. She was like, I'm just trying to get him. Give him jobs and help okay. him get his get get on his feet. Oof. I, uh, that 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 to me would be a uh, that would be tough. To, that that makes my gut sort of like yeah clench up. Yeah, already I, I have a just an intuitive and an, an instinctual sort of anti that feeling. You yeah. Know? Oh, help the neighbor, huh? Yeah. And and I bet and and you get this picture of this unemployed guy with a leather jacket, you know, sort of like right. He, he's kind of like Nick from Family Ties when he started coming on there, you know, and dating Mallory. It's like. For, Hey, what's up? He's, you know, oh, what's going on? You know, <laughs> I'd be like, hey, hey, Mrs. C, you know, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. hey, hey, Mrs. Ties, uh, me and Mallory are going to go and uh, she's going to pay me some money to uh, trim the hedge. What's a hedge? <laughs> I, mean, I just want to fuck her. Now, that I think that that guy is bad news. Yeah. Anybody who comes over saying those things, right. immediately you turn away. But they don't say it outright, usually. The point is, okay, fine. You don't want interpretations. Relationship advice we will give you. And I'm telling you, 
I'll give it to you straight. I'm not going to mock your problems. No, Pat's I'm, very good about that. I, I have a feeling that... Uh, Pat's very open. I, 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 I'm, I'm, right now, I'm laying on my back with my legs in a baby position, yeah. spreading my ass cheeks. That's how... <laughs> and I do every podcast that way for at least a few minutes. I'm kind of like, like sort of in like a frog position. Yeah. Like an upside down frog. Right. And uh, <laughs> we are very open with you. We have we are physically open to but you know. also emotion like Pat is a little bit like he's kind of like Oprah or Joy Behar or any of the great thinkers of television. <laughs> you know. Right. I'm uh you know, Doctor Phil, uh, you you should work for the things you do want instead of working for the things you don't want. You do a much better Phil, Doctor Phil impersonation than Rich Little does, though. Rich Little, yeah, not a very. This was that would be shit. Well, it's bad. You're right. It's bad if like the first thing you say in your impression is, "Hi, my name is yeah, so and so." Hi, I'm Jimmy Carter, and uh, this is how talk, this is how I talk. Jimmy Connors I'm, is that I'm the way Jim? Jim? No, Jim Jimmy Carter, president, oh, yeah. president Jimmy Carter, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jimmy. Hi, this is Jimmy Connors, tennis player. <laughs> That'd be cool uh, if you could do different um, tennis players. It was on the line! This is John McEnroe. It was on the line! Can you do um, Yvonne Lendl? Yes. Uh, hello, I am Yvonne Lendl, tennis player. Can you do um, Andre Agassi? Oh, didn't he Didn't he fuck uh, Brooke Shields for a while? Well, they were married. Yeah, so he's probably fucking her. Yeah, he did. He did fuck her. We saw Brooke Shields on the street one day. Yeah, Pat and I saw Brooke Shields. That was really cool. That was so fucking cool. Because she did not look... I was like, I think I could fuck that girl. And I don't know that I would. That's the thing. When you see a woman that you've always wanted to fuck and go... No fucking way would I fuck um, her now. I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't You wouldn't have sex with Brooke Shields? I would pass. Really? Be like, Brooke Shields? The answer is no. Very iconic Rich Little. Now some of you are going, yay, Rich Little, love the guy. And other people are like scratching their head, who, who, who's Rich Little? No, my question is actually, who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, right. I came for solid Saudi Arabia. So, 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 so glad you could come. Hope you find a parking place for your camel. Anyway, then, may I say something, Your Highness? Can I say this from the bottom of my heart? Yeah. So that's Rich Little doing Don Rickles. But then the monkey got the part. Yeah. But um, they wanted Jerry for the chimp. Jimmy, you ever heard of does an impersonation of Lloyd Bridges? Uh, Would you do Lloyd Bridges? Right uh, yeah. Lloyd huh? Bridges. Oh. Uh, this is Lloyd Bridges, yeah? Uh, skin diving can be fun. <laughs> uh, but it's also dangerous, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I am not really too sure about that. Jack Nicholson here. Who the hell is this? Right. You mean the top man, the head honcho, the jumbo jelly bean, the big cheese? That's not what Jack Nicholson would say. No. You know, he would never be that. Uh, that wasn't so uh, impressive. That was, uh, well, you know, a Jack Nicholson impression was considered hack for like a while. in 1975. Oh, no way later than that. I mean, like, into the 90s, you could get away with Jack Nicholson impressions. I knew one guy, his name was Leo DeFore. He was from Canada, the like, funniest man in Canada, I guess. But he would show, he came down, he had two impressions he would do uh, routinely at the end. He would do uh, either Jack Nicholson or Clint Eastwood ordering food at McDonald's. I could do these voices if I worked on it. Yeah. But uh, I don't work on it ever. I know. Because, let's face it, uh, that's not what I'm about. I'm about reporting, and I'm about my journalistic integrity. Yeah. And I'm about going to Australia for a few crumbs. I want to talk about this guy, Petion. This is what the Queen's DA has to say of the EMT. The defendant who attended a birthday celebration while off-duty, which is the time to do that. Yeah, it's like, I mean... First of all, he's at a birthday party off-duty. What the fuck is that all about? Right. They have to point it out because they were like, look, he's not doing this on the clock. 
he's alleged to have turned into a nightmare, is alleged to have turned it into a nightmare for this 10-year-old girl and her family. Mostly the girl. Basically. During, uh, now, would you agree with that assessment? That he, that he was off duty at a birthday celebration and he turned it into a nightmare for this girl and her family? Sounds about right. I mean, yeah, you can't really argue Fault with it. that, yeah. yeah no. uh, so during, a, during his arraignment in Queens Criminal Court, the alleged child rapist appeared to be on the verge of tears. He maintains he merely, this is his defense, okay. he merely stumbled upon the crying child on his way to the bathroom, which I guess is also up in the attic. Uh, sure. Right next to her fucking... Uh, Maybe he got lost, and he, you know, he drifted through the attic floor, and it was like, oh, the crying girl, I better come in and lock the door and uh, sit on her bed and talk to her. Yeah. Maybe I'll lay on top of her to calm her down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an EMT. Let me um, maybe- Take her vital check. signs. Yeah, see if her heart is beating too fast. Right. I have to place my hand on a girl's chest to touch that. I mean, what? Right. And have you ever had a physical where you didn't get naked, somewhat naked? You at least pull your pants down. She had it. She was partially clothed. She wasn't naked. She was partially clothed, which is how you would be for an examination. I mean, EMT Pendion appeared to be on the verge of tears, as I said. Now, he was he's very upset about this. He has an attorney named uh, Justina Milesrick. Uh, His name's Franz. Franz Petion, it's a proud, uh, now we, we're all familiar with the Petion family and what they've done for New York, and They're we great. appreciate that, but uh, he maintains he merely stumbled, as I said, upon, uh, he was on the way to the bathroom. Now, uh, his attorney, uh, Miles Zarek, also suggested the girl might have been mistaken about who attacked her, since several people attended the party, and she had never met Petion before, but the guy did break the door down and see him see there him with there, her. yeah. And he, now, breaking a door down... Uh, how long does that take? You do it in one shoulder? No, you got to hit it a few times. I, I, in the course of our work here doing New York City Crime Report, often we're investigating, often we're trying to testing, and we find ourselves we are always breaking into people's apartments, forced to knock people's doors down because they lock them. They lock them. Yeah, you lock the door. Okay, I guess you want to. You're asking down. for it. Uh, and so I know that like it's never taken me less than I've never done it in one. It's always been at least two hundred fifty. Fucking good shoulders into the yeah, door. Yeah, but this was in a house. It wasn't the front door. It to wasn't the, the front door, no. so it's not secure necessarily. It's also an attic door, which implies, you know, that it's not. Look, we're not really expecting people to. But you, you don't have that bolted up. Yeah, this isn't the safe room. Uh, his family told this to the Daily News. Everything else was a misunderstanding. Everything, everything else was a misunderstanding, and a group of men attacked him. This man, despite his claims of innocence. Oh, did they beat the shit out of him right then and there? It's implied that they did. Huh. That they that they attacked him. So what was the misunderstanding? Well, that well, that'll come out in court, I guess. I guess exactly so. what they, they they she thought that he was touching her, but he was she was touching him in reality or something, maybe. I don't know what they're gonna claim. They're probably gonna try to put it on the girl. They're probably gonna bring this girl's sexual past into it, oh, her Jesus. sexual history. I mean they will. You know they will. They're terrible people. Defense attorneys, yeah. this meals a wreck. I don't know how she makes her living. I know she's an attorney. You know, yeah, it's uh, she's being held on, or rather, the judge ordered him held on half a million dollars bond or four hundred thousand dollars cash bail. Now we have started to go fund me. I'm. How much do we have so far? So far zero. So far there's zero money in there. In but, fact, but uh, we just started it. It we yeah, but they they're. There are a lot of calls to take it down. They, they, people are not pleased about this man getting a, a defense uh, in, in the, you know, accused is guilty these days. That's the case, especially when you're found in a girl's bedroom with the door locked. That, that, that's automatically presumed to be some sort of a Well, there's this whole movement now gun. to end cash bail. Yeah, that's so true. So would that include a guy like this? Presumably, it would. If you've ended it, it, it's you've ended it. You know, it just doesn't exist anymore. Like, so. so would they just keep him? I mean, yeah, would they they'd probably keep him in. Like, they probably just would give him a desk ticket and say, uh, "Come back to court." You know, and we look. It's your responsibility to come back. We trust you as a, as a yeah. citizen or non-citizen, American, whatever. You know, whatever you're you a are. resident. You're a New Yorker. Yeah, you're a New Yorker, and that's the and you're an thing. American. Now in Kensington, Brooklyn, violent Brooklyn, a panhandler attacked a man. When I hear things like this, I go, this could be me someday. Attacked a man who had no money to give him in a Kensington <laughs> subway station. I, I, that's literally what I say. I don't have any money. And so this enrages people sometimes. What's I guess. funny is when people come up to you and say, 
excuse me, I, I, I don't want to ask, I'm not asking you for money. And then you say, that comes that's later. good, because I don't have any money. And, they go, and then they walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to ask you for some money. <laughs> now, now, I'm not asking for money, but could you go inside and purchase some things for me? I had a guy tell me that. Yeah. He wanted me to go to a store, give, you know, go with him to buy diapers and shit. Like, right. oh, you don't understand. Oh, those are your kids. They, they don't belong to any guy you see walking on the street. Um, I don't feel financially responsible for their well-being. I don't give a fuck about you. That's what you've... Right. That's you a mistaken a, assumption. But you care about his kids. No. Oh, you see, that's the thing. I'm supposed it's to. It's about the kids. I'm supposed to, but I don't. It's about the kids. I care, I care even less about the kids because I've met the guy. <laughs> I have more of a connection with him. These kids, right. these presumed kids... I don't know if he has kids or not. I think he just wants to. You know, once you're in there, you're going to be like, nah, oh, I was going to say Pedialyte, but could you just grab that? Uh, I need a drink, man. I mean, <laughs> something like that, right? Yeah. Now, okay, this this panhandler, the suspect lunged at the 28-year-old man. This guy's 28. I mean, I was expecting it to be some 58-year-old guy. Inside the uh, F train station at Ditmas and McDonald Avenues after the man told him he didn't have any money. About 2.20 a.m. 2.20 a.m., wow. I don't have any money. Video surveillance shows the Van Handler chasing the man down. Chased him down to Shit. do this before punching him in the face. Before punching him in the face, knocking him to the ground, and kicking him. He went so far as to kick him. The mugger then went through the victim's pockets, through the contents on the mezzanine floor, and smashed his cell phone before running from Ditmas Avenue Station. Smashed his fucking cell phone. He doesn't want to call in the cops. He's like, you don't get a phone now. Yeah, you don't have money, but you have a phone. Right. How about this? Now you don't. <laughs> now you've got nothing. You've got now no you're phone. like me. All your shit is on the mezzanine floor. Good luck to you, sir. Yep. Now we're the same. I hope if you need help, you don't ask somebody who has no money. Because this is what... This is this is th- reality this now. <laughs> fact. Emergency responders took him. He had a fractured elbow, which has got to... That's got to fucking hurt. Fractured ribs and cuts to his face. Fucking fractured elbow, man. That's got to hurt like I mean, like the thing fuck. is, it's like, if you get a fractured elbow, I imagine your elbow's never really going to be the same. <laughs> it's a bending thing that operates every day. Yeah, and so for the rest of his life, he's going to be like, fuck. I didn't have any money that night. Yeah, like he's probably going to have, have like, some money and didn't give it to him. Even if he has like 70% functionality on his like he may never play tennis again he has a non-tennis elbow who knows what his job is he may be a carpenter he may be a carpenter he can't swing a hammer now like he used to he might be a plumber he can't turn a wrench the way he used to he may be a a fucking concert violinist you try to play the violin when your elbow won't bend he may be a compulsive masturbator and that's not gonna work as well He's going to have to fucking rape kids now instead of masturbating. Mm. You try to, he might be a, a child rapist who cannot rape children anymore, mm. too, so maybe there's a good side. Yeah, that's good. We, like, I want to definitely point this out, how anti-rape this show is, because a lot of people don't get that. And, and like, you know, as we discuss these crimes, there is sort of an irreverence. And uh, we are, as I've said before, personally, I can't speak for you, but personally, me... And I'm Pat Dixon. I I've never had non-consensual sex, and uh, with another I, person. I, with another I've person. Done it by, I've done it to myself. I of course <laughs> non-consensual. People have told me to so many times that I have done it. And however, I I insist on consent. I insist on it right. that you consent. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, but I'm going to need that consent. Uh, look, there have never been two reporters, uh, independent or otherwise, journalists who are more against rape than you and myself. Yep. And we will continue to crusade against rape. We will continue to support the Me Too movement. We will continue to support women coming forward. Because if you don't come forward, we've got nothing to talk about. That's true. And that would be a sad world. That would be that would that's a world that that I don't want to live in. No, 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 no. Hey, it's Pat Dixon. I hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, you know what I enjoy about this show? No ads. This is kind of an ad. Forget that. Go to patreon.com slash patdixonnyc. And that's how the show keeps going, through contributions on patreon.com. Go to patreon.com slash patdixonnyc. I'm trying to figure out if we should talk about, that would be a good time to discuss 
Yoslyn Ortega. She was a murderous murderess who uh, was a, a nanny and housekeeper who basically, um, they loaded her down with a lot of stuff she really was not comfortable with doing for what she was getting paid, it sounds like. But she had some money problems, but her chief problem was insanity. She was insane. Yeah. She's she was person. Looney Tunes, and they hired a... When you look at her, you go, oh, I see, she's insane. Uh, you can tell by her looks. What do you have there? It looks like a garage band uh, project. Well, I was hoping maybe I could play my song. Oh. It's really short. <laughs> well, of course, you know. You play yours, I'll play mine. Okay. Everybody get ready. Here's my song. What'd you think? That was you singing? That was me. <laughs> now, I mean, you can't tell me you don't like rap music because, I mean, this is, that 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 is, I can hear that going into such a cool rap. Do you think that's like um, cultural yeah. appropriation? No, 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 no. You're doing it in a very white way, about a very white thing. What, eating chicken? And having to take a shit afterwards, you know. Doesn't everybody experience that? I think... Yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, it's it's really associated more with wines. Can I give the backstory of this song? I think that'd be... Uh, One time I was at the diner with Pat, yeah. and I ate a big plate of chicken souvlaki. And then I said, yeah, I'm going to go like home it was, now. I remember it was like it was two weeks ago. Yeah. I said, I'm going to go home now. And then Pat was like, yeah, was, you, you, after eating a bit, oh, with a big belly full of chicken, you probably have to take a crap. And he was right. Yeah. I, as usual, Pat was I, right. I, I could tell because there was a certain way. I'd ask you, like, do you want to, like, uh, are you walking down? And you're like, ah, no, I'm going to get home. And I was like, oh, that's, I recognize that, you know. Yeah. It's like, it's it's something like, look, this decision is not mine. This decision is it's in my bowels. Yeah. And uh, when Pat's very, like, he's very conscientious and he's very, like, attuned. I think that's right. I think I, I, I have an, um, what it's called emotional intelligence. And yes. you develop it from growing up in a certain type of household. And those of you who've had a, a number of dysfunctions in your house, uh, so-called dysfunctions, I like the way it affected me. An alcoholic parent, a, uh, an abusive parent. Yeah. I didn't have an abusive parent. Uh, or like a, you know, just a variety of family situations. Absentee parents, you know. Mm. You, you begin to develop... Uh, Less so with the absentee, but but you develop what you, you you're reading the room all the time. Yeah, you're re, you're trying to like go. What's up with this guy? Oh, I see. It's it's not like even a conscious thing. You know, right. you could just kind of tell. That's a, dude, and the music is is first rate. Good, right? It's first rate. Yeah, and this it, was my first experiment with GarageBand. Yeah, you're not uh, technically speaking a musician. No, a friend of mine wants me to do one about gyros. I think I can imagine how that might go. <laughs> Also, he wants me to do a song about uh, a gallon of lemonade. <laughs> Maybe. Now, here's my song is a remake of, uh, and I think you'll recognize it. I don't think I need to identify this. So this is this is a, a, a song that I did uh, actually just last night. like Bonzo was in your room. We all know that was Livin' Lovin' Made by, by Led Zeppelin. Hey. And I don't want to hear comments on my music. No, fuck that. Fuck. Hey, you want to check something out? This is interesting. Somebody okay. pointed out, like, remember the movie Cool Hand Luke? Oh, yeah. The chase music is the music that they use for, like, local news, like, weather. Oh, God, this will be great. Okay, Look so up. Cool Hand Luke Chase. Yeah. You, we were treated to some singing there by... Uh, George Kennedy? No, uh, Harry Dean Stanton, who, who sings... Uh, Midnight Special in that. In yeah, that yeah, yeah. And that's a, uh, he was not a guitar player. He had to learn to play guitar just for that no scene. No kidding. I don't, I don't know who played the uh, the warden, you know. Like, yeah. Uh, you're going to kick your mind. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people know his name. Though. Oh, I don't. Um, he dies and uh, he gets to thinking about her funeral and paying respects. Before he knows it, his mind ain't right. He's got rabbit in his blood, and he runs. Nothing worse than rabbit in your blood. Off the road for a while. Uh, We've got here is failure to communicate. 
Don't you never stop listening to them clinking. Because they're going to remind you of what I've been saying. See, he, uh, th- this guy right here, he's trying to help him psychologically because his yeah. mind isn't right. And I think that's what Cool Hand Luke is about. It's about a guy who just refuses all help and insists on uh, basically being shot. That's a, you know, he ends up, uh, I don't want to be a big, uh, a big spoiler guy, but yeah, right. Cool Hand Luke is shot at the end. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Okay. Uh, cool Hand Luke, the, it's in the tar sequence. Here oh, right. Is. When they're laying tar. Yeah, right. That's the scene. Action to weather. Yeah, yeah, that is like a news flash. <laughs> huh. Kind well, of funny. Huh? So we should talk about Yasla and Ortega when we do that show. I'm going to save her for the Upper West Side show on the 21st. Uh, yeah. that, that was a very, very dramatic uh, court situation and uh, definitely worth talking about. I want to mention this is not a crime, but it is a. it's related because we have a a new play that is based on uh, potential crimes. Acclaimed playwright David Mamet has written a play about acclaimed movie mogul Harvey Weinstein, currently titled Bitter Wheat. Bitter Wheat. That was my favorite cereal for a while, back when I was, <laughs> maybe I was that's trying like, to lose some weight. Maybe he thinks he was like jerking off in a potted wheat place. <laughs> it's like it was, oh, when they went to eat the wheat, yeah. they're like, this doesn't it's taste a right. funky taste. Details of the timing of the production are... TBD, which means quiet, keep it on the quiet, you know, right? TBD, let's not yeah. say anything yet. Uh, every society has to confront the ungovernable genie of sexuality. This is a quote from David Mamet, uh, and tries various ways to deal with it, and none of them work very well. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, that's a that's sort of an apologist uh, sort of a way of uh, analyzing what's going on in society, that, that there's an ungovernable genie of sexuality, and uh, you try as you like, it's it, you, you're not going to be able to tame this beast. Right. Uh, now, in Williamsburg, a very Williamsburg-y type of uh, crime, six paintings worth almost $2 million have disappeared from a Williamsburg art storage facility. An art storage facility goes against everything that art is about. You're storing it. You're putting it someplace where we're not supposed to see it. It should be out there for people to look at, to view, to enjoy. Touch, feel, fully embrace with your arms if if necessary. To put your face against it and feel the (laughs) cool paint against your cheek. Uh, The 69-year-old owner first discovered his paintings were missing from an art storage space. Uh, It it was, uh, he first discovered it. What, What the fuck he was the one who discovered it. it doesn't say when. Mm-hmm. It just, it just, the space is it. If you're curious about what, what an art storage facility, or where to steal, art. where to steal some art, it is at 106 Bayard Street. The collector was taking inventory of his property around 2 p.m. when he realized six paintings worth 1.7 million weren't there. Jesus. By whom? Who were the, who had done the paintings? I, I believe that's undisclosed uh, at the moment. It was he 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 had done it. He it was, I, it, I, it was I, this is worth a <laughs> hundred trillion dollars. <laughs> Police released photos of the missing paintings. More than uh, a little while they disappeared. Difficulties contacting facility owners and and locating files. It was apparently a problem. Crozier, a New York City-based art logistics company with uh, locations in New York City and L.A. When it acquired Circus, oh boy, this is really uninteresting. Yeah. I had no idea. Getting into the weeds <laughs> on uh, the anyway, well, it's very interesting. <laughs> very interesting. The, good, the, podca- you say, good podcast, yeah. though. Our storage, our storage facility <laughs> ownership <laughs> podcast. Now we don't talk about what happens in the facilities. We only talk about changes yeah. of ownership. We we do right. one show a year, and we catch you all up. Uh, a Soho man suffocated his 92-year-old roommate by holding a pillow to her face. Oh, very much, uh, very, very, what do you call it? One flew over the cuckoo's nest-esque. Kind of. All to muffle her annoying annoying snores. That was not the reason oh, the chief did on. that. Yeah. Uh, Enrique, Le- uh, Enrique Levia, 47, had been a live-in caretaker for Veronica Evans for the past three years. He's oh, the he, caretaker. He's... <laughs> Sounds like uh, yeah. maybe he wasn't uh, the caretaker. The best he choice. took no. I think he took care of it, according to neighbors, who said that in recent months their formerly tidy apartment on Tony Sullivan Street devolved into filth and loud arguments. That's what happens in every apartment eventually. 
right before you take the geographic tour and move. Right. This will solve our problems. We just need a better place. This place sucks. This place is all dirty. Yeah, it's dirty. What happened? We moved in here. This place was (laughs) room clean. (laughs) Now look at it. Uh, Shortly after midnight, as the old lady slept, something in the suspect snapped. I killed my roommate. Levia said when he called, is it a roommate? If, if you're, you're the, if she's twice your age and you're, and you're, the, and you're middle-aged? And you're the caretaker? Yeah. Yeah. She's 92. My 92-year-old roommate. Uh, cops rushed to the apartment. So he called 9-1. He said, I killed my roommate. He, he instantly is like, look. Uh, we, I did it. Why did they rush, though? Like, uh, the chick's dead. Maybe to stop him from killing again. I mean... I guess. What are they going to say? Uh, okay, just uh, hold tight. We'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. Look, I mean, is there any reason She's for dead? us to rush over She's there now? She's definitely dead? Yeah. Dead. Right. Just, uh... Okay, uh... Ha- just ma- make you, some um, eggs. <laughs> yeah. Do me a favor. Go back to sleep. Try not to touch the body, <laughs> if you can avoid it. Try yeah. not to move it. Um, we'll be there in a few days. Don't wash it off. It's kind of a shame. It's. I mean, I'm not trying to say that it's good for people to try to get away with murder, but... All right, she was 92. Now, I mean, I guess there are ways if they do an autopsy to see, you know, oh, well, this woman, she was like someone strangled her to death. or. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if he just said, waited to the morning and said, oh, my God, my um, called the ambulance. It was like, oh, my, the 92-year-old woman I take care of, she died in the night. And then they'd come and maybe they'd be like, oh, yeah, she just died. And maybe maybe they, they would. Maybe they wouldn't look that closely into it. I think that people have such a sense of guilt about murder sometimes that it. Uh, they need to like. They 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 want to pay the price. Yeah. Um, that I guess that would be my guess. They don't want to pay the price. People feel guilty when they kill. I think sometimes, especially if they're a caretaker. Uh yeah. You know the guy is a he's a good soul. He has good heart he's and good she, guy. Look, so she's that, storing. In, in a know. way, he should probably not even be because think. Would you want to be his cellmate? I, not only would I know, it's going to be a tough one. Listen, I snore. Let's get that on the table. All right. <laughs> but I ain't no 92-year-old bitch. That's probably what they'll say. If you're in prison and you have sleep apnea, do they let you use a CPAP machine? They, you got to, like, fucking, you know, deal with a little bit of sleep apnea. They probably go, hey, this guy may just drop dead in his sleep. That would actually work for us on some I mean, level. I guess what difference does it make if you have sleep apnea in jail? Yeah, like... I was not able to sit around and look at the walls all day. <laughs> you need a good night's sleep, you know. Jesus. Uh, sometimes they make you work and stuff. They give you jobs. And that. that would be, I'd be infuriated by that. Like, oh, you want me to, like, sweep? No. I think a lot of the time they have jobs. Mop. I think they prefer to have jobs. Yeah, they it want it. breaks up the routine. And it gives them something to do. You can, then you can get they, around the jail and deliver contraband and secret notes. But, but I would look forward to the rest. I would just say, I'm just going to rest for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a tough... 40-something years, and uh, and I deserve to just kick back now. Look, I mean... Do you think that people in prison, like, could you just be like, oh, I'm just going to try to sleep it, sleep through it? Yeah, I, th- I would do that a lot. I would you know, just, look, don't wake me up. If you have to <laughs> do what you got to do, you know, but I'm not going to wake up. I guess that's where a lot of people kill themselves, you know, in prison, because they're just like... Like Aaron uh, Hernandez? I'll be asleep forever. But, uh, yeah, he killed himself, so I don't know how it works as, as far as... It seems like a shame goes. that he... Because he, he apparently he had a very promising career. Promising. A, I mean, he, he was, was yeah. like a great tight end. Yeah. He was, uh, it, yeah, he, he could was. Have been like he was a Hall of Fame tight yeah. end. Yeah, he'd only played like two years. It was like a, a maybe one year. I think yeah, he just he had, had an like, incredible rookie season. Yeah, they had a great eye for talent, you know. And unfortunately, he was also some sort of a lunatic, psychopath, gangbanger <laughs> type yeah. guy or something. I'm not really and sure. And gay, perhaps. Uh, oh, really? Has that been speculated? Yeah. Well, that's not really part of it. I mean, being gay is fine. It is fine. It's fine. No, 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 it is. I've got nothing against that. I think that being gay and is... And supposedly he had, like, chronic... Or he had, like... Chronic know, gayness? Chronic, no, but... What's going to come out of your mouth next? His, I never um, know what to expect. His his brain was all damaged. Oh, yeah, he did. He got from football. But he'd only played... I mean, he hadn't played for, like, that long... Well, I mean, he played his whole life, you know. Yeah. So it's like it's not like they just like uh, one day decide to become NFL players. They they master the sport, uh, the game for oh, many years. Because I was thinking about heading out to the combine this year. 
You know, I was thinking about that too. Do you think you and I should try to do like a walk on? Yeah, because I mean, like, look, the upside potential is huge. Oh, downside potential minimal. Uh, what? Kind, how fast do you think you could do the forty yard dash? I'd say probably five six seconds. Yeah, that's a little slow. Is it really forty yards? Five six seconds. Well, to be in the NFL. Well, that's about what I can do it in. And and that's not really my speed is not my largest virtue. It's not my biggest selling point. It's yeah. not my speed. No, what it's you, my what place kicking. It, oh, place. Oh. I can kick a. I can kick a field goal from the opposing forty yard line. That's, that's sixty fucking... plus seventy plus the drop at. Yeah, I can kick a seventy yard field goal. That's fucking great. And I do it with my arm. What? I can do it with. My, I punch the ball <laughs> all the way down. I don't know. Are you allowed to do that? Yeah. See, I, no, I don't think so. Maybe you're not. But I can also kick it that far, too. I can use any limb. That's kind of the thing. I can do it with any limb. I can do it left foot, right foot, left arm, right arm. That's great, Pat. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I would do like a mule kick, too. Like backward kick it in with both feet. No, that's a, that's a, this is a circus ball. You know what I mean? Maybe but we could do... Um, I can also throw a, a football the length of a football field. That's really far. Yeah. Do you think we could do like a Canadian Football League podcast? You know... The, the only question is, um, why haven't we started? You know, because there's, what, like three or four teams in the Canadian Football League? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. They only have three downs. That's how many. That's yeah. a few teams there are. They're like, could you just get this shit over with? <laughs> well, If but you they, can't make it in three downs, then you but, are. But the, and they have 12 players on the team. Which is weird. And they have, it's, I don't know. And the, the football field is wider than it is long. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's not, like actually. It's very wide. It's 100 yards wide. And then like thirty yards, and then long. thirty yards long. Yeah, so that's why you only need three downs. Oh, I get it. Because they have some kind of they they'll run some plays. If they run a sweep right, you cannot see the action from the opposing. But you can. You literally can. It's it's over the horizon. Right. That's how wide their field is. Well, I think you can kick a field goal at any time. And well, you can do that in the NFL. You can kick a field goal at any time. No, but like even because the field's so short. Once you're past the line of scrimmage. Like in the middle, of, in the middle of a play, you I can think. like sort of punt the ball through something like that. They have something called drop kicking there that they actually still do. And a drop yeah. kick is something I think they used to have in the NFL at one point, maybe yeah. like in the in the in rubber the helmet, days. Yeah, yeah, leather helmet days. But yeah, uh, do you, and that's what that is. You can actually fucking just like at any point, just like drop the drop kick the ball through well, the goal. The way they do it in like uh, Australia. Come on, like what, rugby or something. We go to Australia. We're going to see a lot of Australian football. Well, now that I'm into, you know what I mean. I'll go watch that. Sure, I'll go protest that. They play it on like a huge oval. You mean like they actually the field is not even rectangular? Yeah, it's like a giant oval. Come on, guys. Australian football though, very violent. Yeah. And they don't care if you get brain damage. Like well, they, they, they wear really... helmets and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. But I think that they don't. They do ride as... motorcycles. There's on less it? hitting, I think, and more just like tackling. But they don't. They don't hit. I don't think so. Do they do a scrum? Is that part of it? Like rugby? They have like I a thing. Know. I don't know what the fuck. I mean, a scrum I barely is. even know how American football works. Just call it football. Don't call it American football. I understand in this in the context of this conversation, you would t- you would say American football because you know they're we're talking about different countries. You know what's annoying when people are like they call cheese American cheese. Just call it fucking cheese. <laughs> That's what cheese is. If you want to bring in some fancy shit, you can call it Swiss cheese because it's from Switzerland. We don't just English call that cheese. Switzerland is not just cheese. Swiss cheese. One time I was in Canada and I noticed they do have like like Canadian packaged, cheese. Yeah, packaged processed cheese. They call it Canadian cheese. So whatever country you're in, your singles are called that country, like Poland singles, Polish cheese, Polish cheese. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, this guy just suffocated her. He, he put a pillow on her face, placed his hands around her neck. A police sort of, so he didn't just put a pillow on her face. That was just to keep it quiet. And oh. then he and then he choked her to death. Oh, he's strange. Man, this guy. I, I mean, like he got tired of this shit. She was lying in. Okay, so cops rushed to the apartment. Neighbors said the woman. She's lived there for 50 years, but they found her lying on her bed, semi-conscious. She was taken to New York Presbyterian Hospital, where she was pronounced dead. The cops killed her. Yeah, she was murdered the, by the police. Uh, so I had a bunch of shit to talk about. That uh, Now, did you know that, uh, speaking of, uh, this is speaking of chokeholds. Yeah. Did you know that, uh, now obviously, 
Dan Pantaleo, and this is in all seriousness, did not do a chokehold on Eric Garner. It wasn't a chokehold. This really needs to be talked about. No, it, it, was, it was It was not a chokehold in any way. It's a takedown. It was a legal takedown. It was an NYPD-approved takedown. And now the ME referred to it as a chokehold when, when he did the autopsy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he didn't really refer to it as a chokehold. He just put it in, He parenthetically added it. Neck compression, in parentheses, chokehold. Right. Now, he's in an appointed position by the mayor. I think the mayor said, "Get chokehold in there." Yeah, I think so. And uh, it that's, was political. It's it's really disgusting because like uh, when you because it's not medical talk. That's no. not the way you talk when you're fucking a medical examiner. You know, here's the results: neck compression, you know, chokehold. Right. Uh, so th- he was really trying to bring about all this unrest. Yeah. Uh, the mayor wasn't in the ME. So did you also know that you know he waited seven minutes there for the ambulance to come? And when they got there, the sense of urgency, I guess, was not uh, as they felt it should be. They didn't uh, do the proper stuff. The medics didn't. The paramedics didn't do the proper stuff. The, uh, what do you call it, the uh, fucking uh, EMTs didn't do what they were supposed to do. There were two EMTs and two paramedics who were disciplined as a result of this uh, Eric Garner thing. Hmm. And the peep, the, the medical facility that dispatches the ambulance and is in charge of that shit was they they paid a one million dollars to the Garner family? That was the maximum insurance liability settlement that they could have gotten. So they are responsible for Eric Garner's death more so than Dan Pantaleo, who is the officer who arrested this guy, who tried to cuff him. They tried to just put his hands behind his back. This was not like when people say excessive force. It's like, well, no, he wasn't responding to regular force, so they took it up a notch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if he, if you if you go peacefully. So, also, did you know, they obviously, they've turned this into a racial thing. No shit. That's a big part of it, yeah. Uh, Michael Brown lumped in with it, you know, who also needed to get shot. And uh, Eric Garner, uh, who, you know, was... Uh, and and this, I was reminded of this by Esau's, you know, comments. Uh, Esau Snipes, his ex-wife, mm. who uh, took part in a reenactment. Uh, not a reenactment. Like sort of a, a mock an trial. imaginary trial. Had Dan Pantaleo been indicted. Yeah. And they put him on trial. Now, I'm sure that the, although uh, this is, I guess they've, I'm pretty sure Dan Pantaleo is going to be found guilty. <laughs> in, <laughs> I'm pretty in, sure. In, in the mock trial, yeah. In the mock trial, it's in the cards. So, uh, I wish I could go give evidence of that. You know what I mean? Had you have, put me on the stand, I have a lot to say. Yeah. I am a local reporter. I am an independent reporter. I'm not under the thumb of any news corporation, and I will give it to you straight. That's right. So, Seth. Yeah. Trying to hold your interest here for just a couple no, more no, minutes. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. <laughs> but don't you think that's significant, that they got that settlement from that medical facility? That, don't you see that as significant? Yeah. You know, he died an hour later. He died an hour after this happened, over an hour. The whole thing is driven by ideological um, hatred of the police. Yes, and that's what people need to realize. The, it's so important don't that they really get that. Figure into this, right? But I'm saying, if you have, if you're somebody who has believed this over the years, you know what I mean. That like, well, Eric Garner just got choked. That was wrong. It, it that isn't true. For the, he. Even by, like, if you go by the highest estimates. Do you estimates, think there's any listeners of this show who think that? Yes, I do. Really? There are people who think, oh, yes, 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 yes. This this show is not, like, listened to by a bunch of, you know, like, right-wing nutcases or something. This show is, like, fair people. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, there's attorneys that listen to this show. There's nurses. There's everybody. But, like, yeah, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, the, the honorable, fucking smart people. Better people than most. The fans of the show are way above average. Oh, no, well, and that's, so, that's for sure. That's and so sure. they're not going to just, like, jump to conclusions, but I think a lot of people who listen to the show, yeah, they may think, like, oh, yeah, Eric Garner it was choked and that was wrong. Uh, and that's not, it's honest to God, not the case. Oh, you have a visitor? I do. Okay, well, let's My daughter's fun. here. Oh, my goodness. All right, well, so I'm, I'm going to stay on, and so we'll hear your daughter for the very first time. A guest... She's going to. Oh yes. Hello. Hi. How are you? Nice to meet you. I I, I had a feeling that was going to happen. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I would have done. And 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 there's never been an occasion when I was a teenager that I met someone that I didn't absolutely have to meet. 
Right. Uh, you just go, ah, fuck I this shit. Okay, later. And uh, that's what happened. And, and that's what happened. So back to Garnerville and uh, Esau Snipes, right. who, who mentioned, oh. I was going to make him a plate of pork chops. You know, he died because of being obese, having heart disease, and being diabetic. Give him some pork he, chops. He was diabetic? I thought he was oh, no. oh, asthmatic. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was asthmatic. He may have been diabetic. He might have had sickle cell, but he was uh, not well. Oh, he's wrapping it up. Look, the point is this, okay? Uh, that settlement, uh, the paramedics, the medical facilities, this whole thing. The oh, insurance. Yeah, the this insurance. This is the last episode of New York City Park. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs>